Hallelujah. Come on, can we give that hand clap to the Lord this morning? Come on, he's the only one that's worthy. Jesus, we love you. I'm so thankful for the awesome atmosphere in this sanctuary today. Uh, you know, there's a lot of chaos going on out there. But there is an attitude of faith rising up in the church. Everywhere that I go, I feel such a determination, such an attitude of faith in the people of God right now. I believe that we are going to see some of the greatest miracles that we have ever seen right now. Amen? Come on, how many of you believe that? You sang about it, but do you believe it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to read to you out of the book of Genesis today. Genesis chapter 1. If you'll stand with me for just a moment as we read the word. Genesis chapter 1. We're going to read verses 26 through 28. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. I turn there. Just want to say what a great honor it is to be with you here on this Sunday morning. Uh, looking forward to see what God is going to do in our midst today. How many of you came in with a need this morning? Come on, lift your hand if you got a need today. I want you to know you came to the right place. You came to the right place. Jesus is here. He's ready to minister to your need. And I believe the power of God is going to touch you today. Amen? Amen. Genesis chapter 1. Beginning with verse 26. If you have it, say amen. And God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the air. And over the cattle. And over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. The image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. The Lord has been dealing with me for several months uh, on the topic of dominion. The topic of dominion. And I'm excited to preach to you today what the Lord has laid upon my heart. And some of the things that I believe the Lord has revealed to me and showed me in His Word about the topic of dominion. And with His help, I want to preach to you this morning, designed for dominion. Designed for dominion. Would you pray with me before we're seated? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful to be gathered together in your house this morning with people of like precious faith. Lord, I pray that the ministry of the Word and the Spirit would have free course in this room right now. Lord, release the operation of the gift of faith. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit saith unto the church today. Lord, anoint me to preach your Word with precision, with power, with authority, with dominion. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Everybody said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap as you're seated. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
as you're sitting, just want to give honor to my friend, Pastor Showstrand, his family. Love and appreciate this man of God and this family so much. Uh, they've been such a blessing to us, and I'm just so thankful uh, that the Lord has allowed us to be connected with them and connected with all of you. How many of you are thankful for godly leadership in your life? Amen. Amen. Designed for dominion. Designed for dominion. That word dominion uh, means to prevail against, to rule to dominate, to tread down, to subject, to subjugate, that's a tough one, to subjugate, to scrape out. And I want to start out with this statement so you know exactly where we're going. You were not designed to compete. You were designed to dominate. You were not designed for competition. You were designed for dominion. Oh, that was weak. That was weak. You were designed for dominion. You were not designed to be the devil's punching bag. You were not designed to be tossed to and fro by your circumstances. You were designed to have dominion. When God created you uh, at the very beginning, uh, he designed you to have dominion. He designed you uh, to stand uh, and operate in a posture of victory every day. Woo. Hallelujah. Mm. Now, I know that's not the mindset of our world. Just using the example of commerce, commerce subscribes to the idea that competition is healthy. And that may or may not be true in a free market. But when it comes to the people of God, we were not designed to compete. We were designed to dominate. You better get this competition mindset out of your mind. God created you to be the head and not the tail. He created you to be on top and not underneath. Hey, too many of us uh, have gotten comfortable allowing the circumstances of our world uh, to dictate how we live our lives. Uh, I'm not going to allow my environment uh, to be a dictator in my life, uh, in my home, or in my family uh, because I was designed uh, to have dominion. The Bible says that we were made in his image. In his image. And God does not compete with anyone. Oh, come on. You're going to get it. He doesn't compete. He doesn't compete in doctrine. (laughs) Hello? He doesn't compete in doctrine. One Lord. One faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. There is only one doctrine, repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. 
Our world says you can pick your doctrine. Pick the doctrine that suits you. But there's only one doctrine, and he doesn't compete in a doctrine of salvation. Amen? Amen. He doesn't compete in deity. There is only one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and there is none beside him. There is none beside him. Ooh, hallelujah. He does not compete in authority. He's been in charge since day one. He's been in charge before there was days. In the beginning, God. He's had dominion since the creation of time. And he created you to have dominion in the space of time. He does not compete in power. He has all power in heaven and in earth. Sometimes we just think he has all power in heaven. But he has all power in heaven and in earth. He has never dropped the ball. He has never lost control. Nothing has ever escaped his attention. He has all power. Ephesians chapter 1. Beginning with verse 19, going through verse 23, talks about his power. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. He doesn't just have power, but his power is at work in your life. Mm, Hallelujah. Which he wrought in Christ... When he raised him from the dead, he has power over death and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality. That one right there ought to speak to us. Above all principality. He does not subscribe to the rules and regulations of any principality. His power is above uh, all principality. Uh, your pastor started to allude to uh, and talk about uh, some of the mandates uh, that businesses are putting out and some of the decrees uh, that governments are making right now. Uh, but the Bible says uh, that his power is above all principality. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have to grab a hold of this mindset of dominion to live in the last days that we're walking into right now. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world. Come on, there's some names you pay attention to when you hear them. Right? Oh, so-and-so is making a big announcement. We better tune in and find out. 
When's the last time you tuned in to find out what his announcement is? Hey, when's the last time you said, God, I, I know uh, so-and-so's making an announcement today, but I want to hear what you're saying for today. Uh, God, what's your announcement today? Mm, hallelujah. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. Every name that is named, we're talking about his power, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. You know what that means? He is in charge of us. There Oh, mighty God. I wish somebody would hear what I'm preaching to you today. If you are part of the church, he is king over your life. He's above every principality. He's above every name. He's above every jurisdiction. He is looking out for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. It is his design to fill us all with his fullness. <laughs> it is his design to fill us all with his fullness. I'm reading through Ephesians 1, 19 through 23, and I don't see any area of my life uh, that was left outside of his jurisdiction, uh, his power, or his dominion. Uh, and if I'm created in his image, uh, and he wants to fill me uh, with all the fullness of him uh, in my life, uh, that tells me one thing. Uh, I uh, was designed uh, for dominion. All of him in all of me. You were designed to have dominion. Mighty God. You know what that means? That means every time you feel like things are spiraling out of control, every time you feel like you are losing a grip on what is going on around you, that's the exact moment that you need to check yourself and say, it's time for an announcement from the king because I have dominion. And if it feels like everything in my life is chaotic, I need to check in with the king because the word says he's got dominion. The word says I was created in his image. The word says I am designed to have dominion in my life. Mm. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost 
is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. I want to talk for a minute about that word power. Verse 7 uses the word power. And in verse 7, that word is exosia in the Greek. Anybody ever heard that word before? Exosia? A couple of you? All right. And exosia is the power of authority. It's the power of rule or government. The power uh, of him who will uh, lead and, and issue commands and and it is you it is a has a universal definition to mean authority power to govern it's jurisdictional authority jurisdictional authority right you can think about it in the sense of um, well here we go I got a great example okay I was in Marysville a couple days ago right and I was unaware, Pastor, of what the speed limit was. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Glory. And to let me know that I was unaware, there was a man in blue who had jurisdiction to make me aware of what the speed limit was on that road. Mm hmm. Now, had I been in Columbus, he would not have had jurisdiction to let me know what the speed limit was in Columbus. Because his jurisdiction stops at the border of Marysville. But the Bible says that he has exosia. He has jurisdictional authority. And the Bible says that when we receive the Holy Ghost, we receive power. Yes. Huh. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. That means when you receive the Holy Ghost, you are issued a measure of authority. Okay? It's a measure of authority. But you have the power to increase the size of the jurisdiction in your life. Exosia can grow based on the decisions that you make. It will have authority where you allow it to have authority. The Bible says that when we receive exosia, we, have, we, are, we receive a measure of authority. And there's only two areas that it does not apply to that he reserves unto himself. Times and seasons. It's the only thing that you don't have any jurisdiction over. He reserved it for him. He said, times and seasons belong to me. But you can develop jurisdictional authority in every area of your life. You know what that means? That means it doesn't matter where you are 
in the timeline of your life. You can begin to practice that exosia right where you are. It doesn't matter the size of your man. And when I say it doesn't matter, I don't mean it doesn't matter like it's not important. What I'm saying is, no matter the size, the complexity, the perplexity, the how impossible it may seem how upside down it looks how confused you feel when you decide to give the Holy Ghost jurisdictional authority in your life you give it a right to begin to operate in your circumstance Jurisdictional authority releases the power in verse 8 to begin to operate. You know what that power in verse 8 is? It's dunamis. Dunamis. And that's a different power. It's not authority. It's demonstration. That's when power performs. Now let me help you. Exosia and dunamis work together. They work together. Dunamis can only operate where you give it jurisdiction. That's why your daily decisions matter so much. Because if you walk out that door on Sunday morning and you live unto yourself for six days, what you have done is you have said, Holy Ghost, you got no jurisdiction in my life. You don't have jurisdiction in my mind. You don't have jurisdiction in my decisions. You don't have jurisdiction in the way that I walk, the way that I talk, the relationships that I'm engaged in, the activities that I participate in. But then we walk into the house of God and we expect dunamis to show up. And dunamis is outside. Like, hey, I've been trying to operate all week. But you haven't given me any jurisdiction. That's good. Woo! Your decisions determine your demonstration. If you want to see the power of God uh, released uh, in your life, uh, you've got to begin uh, to give it jurisdiction. Uh, you've got to begin uh, to take dominion uh, in your life. What we are conditioned to do is come into the house of God and give God dominion for 90 minutes. God, what you can do in 90 minutes, do it. Hmm. But we serve an all-consuming God. 
How many miracles have I missed out on because I didn't give him jurisdiction? How many miracles in my life have I missed out on because I said, God, today I'm going to live my day for myself. Today I'm going to live my life selfishly. Today I'm going to do whatever pleases me and I'm not going to consult with you. I'm not going to check in to see if there's a daily announcement from the king today. I'm going to let my flesh have dominion and let, instead of letting my spirit have dominion. Mm. And let me tell you something. Your flesh cannot produce dunamis. I'm telling you. I can speak the word of faith up here. I can get my flesh all worked up so that I'm excited and I'm shouting. That's easy for me to do, as you've learned. I get myself all riled up and I can shout the word of faith. But that excitement isn't going to produce anything. That elevation in my voice isn't going to produce anything. Just because I spent two minutes uh, stirring up the gift of faith inside of me, uh, if I haven't given it jurisdiction uh, in my life, uh, then there's no authority uh, behind my declaration. Uh, I want to have uh, some authority uh, behind my declaration. Uh, and to do that, uh, I've got to start walking in dominion. Mm. Mm. Woo! Hallelujah. This all right? Amen. Hallelujah. Dunamis is inherent power. Huh. Inherent power. Somebody up here today, I think it was you, brother, called us the heirs of Christ. Do you realize when you are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you inherit power. You inherit a measure of power in your life when you are born again. <sighs> mm. It's power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. When the Spirit of God comes and lives inside of you, by virtue of its nature, you have an inherited power. I'm tired of dormant dunamis. <laughs> I am ready. And I believe the church is ready to see dunamis released in this hour right now. If the people of God would make a decision. We talked about this last fall when I was here in this series of Wednesdays. We talked about not coexisting with our flesh. Not coexisting with our selfish desires and being carnal Christians and being comfortable being carnal one day and being spiritual on Sunday and God's brought it full circle and he showed me hey this is why you can't live that way because when you live that way you don't give me any jurisdiction to operate in your life you know why some of us 
when we're sick or we need a miracle or we need something to change in our life, we feel like we got to have pastor pray for us. We got to have the ministry pray for us. Why do we feel that way? Because when you try to pray, you feel it. I got no authority here. This thing's not moving. It's not listening to me. It's not obeying me. It's not being affected by me. When we got a need, what do we do? We go to people with spiritual authority. People uh, who have allowed the Holy Ghost uh, to have jurisdiction uh, in every area of their life. Uh, and I will tell you now uh, that the greater the jurisdiction, uh, the greater the demonstration. Mm. Woo! I'm going to go back to that example of a police officer. That police officer goes through the academy and they graduate, they have a measure of authority, right? They're allowed to pull people over like me and issue me speeding tickets. But if that same police officer walks into the government building and says, I want a meeting with the mayor, he's probably not going to get it. Why? Because he's just beginning to exercise his authority. And his authority has not expanded or grown to a measure where it has influence uh, over principalities uh, that are over him. But if the chief of police walks in and says, I want a meeting with the mayor, they're going to find a space on the calendar. Why? Because his exosia has grown to a place uh, where he has some authority. He's got some dominion. Uh, he's got some influence uh, with principalities. I don't know about you, but I'm done having the devil laugh at me when I pray prayers over my home and pray prayers over my family. Uh, Hey, I got his number. I'll tell you what, I've learned over the last six months. God has shown me this is the area where you don't have dominion and the enemy's been exploiting you. This is the entrance gate where the enemy has had a foothold in your heart, in your attitude, or in your mind. And that's why you haven't had the authority to practice that dunamis that you inherited when you were born again. And God has been saying, hey, Vinny, if you would take dominion here and take dominion here and take dominion here you will begin to see dunamis released here and here and here and when you lift your voice principalities will move ha when dominion is established, dunamis is released. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 First, is this all right? First Corinthians chapter 2. Got a lot of scripture today. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's what happens when you give God jurisdiction. 
you get a lot of scripture. (laughs) Because this begins to have more and more jurisdiction in your life. I'm telling you right now. This message today is fixing to change your life. Not change your day. It's fixing to change your life. We're going to talk about that right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Came declaring his testimony. For I determined not to know. That word know there means not to experience, not to ascertain. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Woo! He just gave you the secret to dominion. When I came to see you, what I'm looking for is I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Paul was saying, hey, when I came to see you, what I was looking for is I'm looking to see if this is a congregation, if this is a church that is living in the power of the resurrection. Has your flesh been crucified? Is it Jesus in you? Or is it you in you? He said, I'm looking for the fullness. I'm looking for the fullness. Is it all of him in all of you that's what he was looking to know and this is why and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of that word power right there the first one is the exosia the demonstration of authority that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power the dunamis of God said I came to see if this is a place where there is jurisdictional authority where the authority of God can release the demonstration you know what that tells me Paul was saying it's got a whole lot more to do with you than it does with me I came to find out if this is a place where there is jurisdictional authority, uh, where the demonstration of the Spirit can begin to operate. Uh, Paul said, I'm done uh, being an orator. Uh, I'm trying to be an oracle of God. Uh, He said, I'm going to give you a word uh, and the demonstration uh, of the Spirit uh, is going to begin to operate in this place. Mm. 
I want to share with you something that the Lord began to impress upon me several weeks back. I felt the Lord lay this on my heart. He said there is a dimensional migration happening in the church. Taking us from operation to dominion. For a long time, we have lived and walked in the dimension of operation. And what that means is, is we live our life, but under the right circumstances, when we're gathered together, when there's faith in the atmosphere, when there's spiritual authority in the room, then dunamis can operate. That's an operational dimension where we experience it, operate occasionally. And God said, I'm trying to take my church from operation to dominion. I don't, I don't know if you really heard that. Because I, I could have stopped right there. He said, I'm trying to take my church from operation to dominion. Let me help you. How many of you have ever ordered anything on Amazon? I have never had more cardboard boxes in my house in my life. Every day is Christmas at my house. Oh, there's a box there again. Yeah. Amazon is putting brick and mortar businesses out of business. Y'all didn't think that was spiritual, but it was. That's all right. Because they have rejected the concept of competition. They said brick and mortar operates under hours of operation. You can only come when they're open. When the lights are on. When their overhead is high. Amazon said, uh-uh. We ain't playing that game. We're not going to have hours of operation. We're going to be open 24 hours a day. And they watched as society slowly migrated from brick and mortar to online shopping. And you know what's happened? Amazon does not compete in the marketplace. They are the marketplace. Now if you want to sell something, if you want to have a business, you've got to ask them to be in the marketplace. The church has to stop 
operating under this paradigm that we have got to compete with other churches, with other doctrines, with other methods, with other philosophies. You are the church. You are the church. You have dominion. Saints of God, this is what God is calling his church to. We are not a church. We are the church. We don't represent a God. We serve the only God. The church doesn't have hours of operation. The church is not an option in a religious market. The church is the only answer for our world. has not called you uh, to competition uh, and he is moving you uh, from operation uh, to dominion. <laughs> you got to get a hold of this saints of God. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, let me tell you what operation looks like. You're out and about. Holy Ghost quickens you. Speak to that person. Go introduce yourself. Speak to that person. I can't do that. If you get past that, we look for the easy road. Well, hey, I'm whatever. I'm so-and-so. We got church on Sunday morning at 10. Hope you come. That's operation. We'd love to help you. If you come back when we're open, then we can help you. If you'd come back between 10 and 12 on Sunday, maybe God will do something for you during our hours of operation. Hey, friend. If we are ever going to see the latter rain, the way the Bible said, we are never going to see it in the dimension of operation. Now, we will only see it in dominion. You ain't hearing me. Dominion. Holy Ghost quickens you to speak to that person. And you walk up with boldness and with love. And you say, I was standing right over there. And the Lord quickened me to come and speak to you. I don't know what your need is or why God sent me over here to you. But I want you to know that Jesus is reaching for you right now. And if you're available, I'm available. We can talk. We can have a Bible study. I can pray for you. If you got a need, God will heal you right now. dominion that's dominion well, I got some questions about the oneness of God no problem you come over to my house tonight on a Tuesday night and we're going to fix you some dinner and we're going to teach you about the oneness of God
That's dominion. That's dominion. Uh, my mom's been suffering. She just got diagnosed with cancer. We'll come to church on Sunday. And the clergy will lay hands on you. And maybe God will heal you. I got good news for you. This dominion. I got good news for you. God has given us power and authority over every infirmity, over every affliction, over every disease. And I choose not to believe that report. I'm going to wait and see what the report of the Lord says. And if you'll allow me, I want to pray for you because I believe God wants to heal you of cancer. That's dominion. That's dominion. And we get excited about dunamis. And we quickly forget about exosia. Because if you want to step into that dimension... If you want to migrate from operation to dominion, that means you have to give him. Did you hear the man of God? You've got to give him authority. You've got to give him authority. You've got to give him authority. The devil works so hard to convince you that it doesn't matter what conversations you engage in, what junk comes into your house over those phones, over those screens, what kind of music comes through your Alexa, what kind of programs your kids are watching. The devil does everything he can to try to convince you that it doesn't matter that you've been gossiping, that it doesn't matter that you've been slandering, that it doesn't matter that you've been unsubmitted. See? Oh, it's getting tight now, right? Why? Because I'm stepping in uh, to where you have held jurisdiction. Uh, and you're saying, hey, uh, that belongs to me. Uh, why are you getting all up in my jurisdiction? But honey, you ain't going to see dunamis uh, until you give him uh, jurisdiction. I got two more pages of notes that I'm not going to preach. I am. Man of God right there. Part two. Part two. Would you stand with me? If you have never experienced this doctrine of salvation, Siri's talking to me. I don't know why it does that. If you have never experienced repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost 
with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you can receive that this morning. You can experience it today. It'll be the starting line for exosia and dunamis, for authority and power to begin to operate in your life. And I ask you, what have you got to lose? That's it. Yourself. Every time I have tried to restrain control and keep dominion in my life, now this is just me, I'm sure it's not you, but I've messed it up every time. But every time I've given him dominion, I may not have always understood. I couldn't always see what was coming. But he always worked it out. And it was always better in the long run. Were there tests? Yeah. Were there trials? Sure. Still valleys? You better believe it. But the more dominion I gave him, the more demonstration I began to see. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to be very transparent. When God began to deal with me about this, this started last fall when I was here preaching on Wednesdays. I didn't know where all this was leading, but this is where it took me. The more dominion I gave to him, the more demonstration I began to see. Prayers that I had been praying for years started being answered. Why? Because I gave them jurisdiction to be answered. I shared. Lord spoke to me on January 3rd of this year. He said, This is the year of fulfilled promises and answered prayers. Fulfilled promises and answered prayers. I've shared that in, every, in almost every pulpit that I've been in this year. I'm telling you, as you give him dominion, you're going to begin to see answers to your prayers. You're going to see promises that you have been holding on to for decades begin to come to pass. It has to. It'll be a byproduct of dominion. Demonstration will be.